Welcome to No Baller. I am Chris Rawl. It is Thursday, August 5th. On today's show, the process of individual and organizational improvement and how they work in unison. Before we get there, you know we start this show in one place and one place alone. Why gambling should be legal in the state of Utah. Now, I've mentioned that the greatest thing you can do with your life is to go into every college football season and choose a team in each conference and bet on them because now you have 10 favorite teams and you have an interest in every single conference title race. Today, we are choosing the Nevada Wolfpack at plus 400 to win the Mountain West. We don't care about San Jose State. We don't care about Boise. We don't care about any of those teams. We're Nevada Wolfpack fans. Now, the Nevada Wolfpack used to be called the Sagebrushers way back in the day, which is incredible and awesome and brings to mind a big sagebrush on the side of the helmet, which sounds even cooler than any possible mascot, including yesterday's Western Kentucky Big Red. However, in 1922, they changed from the sagebrushers to the wolf pack, despite there being no wolves whatsoever in Reno, Nevada. Uh, they do the, the wolf hand signals now, which is kind of cool, and I'll probably be doing at home when I'm watching this on TV. But I want them to bring back the sagebrush, because there's nobody in any sport who could possibly top a mascot that would beat the Nevada Sagebrusher. So why should gambling be legal in the state of Utah? Because it will interest you in the history of wolves, in the history of Reno, Nevada, and most importantly, in the history of Sagebrush. And now a word from our favorite sponsor, Traeger Grills. With your Traeger invented the original wood-fired grill over 30 years ago in Mount Angel, Oregon. They continue to lead the industry as the world's number one selling wood-fired grill, perfected by decades of mastering the craft of wood-fired cooking. You can find out more at TraegerGrills.com. Every so often on a college football Saturday, I like to travel out to a seedy casino somewhere in Nevada with my friends. And we post up for a day and we watch sports together and we gamble on all the college football games. It's a great tradition. I, I would highly encourage everybody to participate in that in their own lives. I bring this up because I want to focus on one day in particular from the past and kind of bring this full circle now five-ish or so years later. Uh, the day is September 10th, 2016. And I'm going down to a CD casino in Wendover, Nevada with my friends to watch college football. We arrive early, you know, 9 a.m., an hour before First kickoffs, we're getting our bets in. There's a game that day, Wyoming against Nebraska. Nebraska, obviously my favorite team. Nebraska's favored by 25 points. On the other side of the field, the Wyoming Cowboys, a team that no one would ever mistake for being good at football. And at the time, they're starting a quarterback named Josh Allen, who I know really nothing about because why would I be paying attention to Wyoming football or who they're starting at quarterback? So the game starts going, and Nebraska's kind of stumbling over itself like Nebraska is known to do. And near the end of the first half, Josh Allen, they're at the 35-yard line. The clock's ticking down. He has this rollout right, and he's dodging people and juking, and then he's running to the sideline, and he throws this pass down the sideline that I think is a throwaway, and it ends up going to the back corner of the end zone. Receiver at the time named Tanner Gentry, he catches it right at the very corner. It's like the most picture-perfect pass in the history of football. So I'm watching this at the time, and I bet Nebraska minus 25, and I think it's a throwaway, and the next thing I know, they're celebrating a touchdown right before the half, and I'm going, what was that throw? Who is this Josh Allen guy? Is he good? Is he, how is he playing quarterback at Wyoming? That was, was that the luckiest thing that I've ever seen, or was it like a sign of things to come? I have no idea, right? 
And Wyoming, they battle Nebraska that day. It's a seven-point game going into the fourth quarter. So now I'm kissing my bet goodbye. I go, minus 25. This Nebraska team, they couldn't cover two points against the Wyoming Cowboys, much less 25. And the fourth quarter is just a total meltdown. Six of the last seven possessions for Wyoming in that game, they end in a Josh Allen turnover. Five interceptions, one fumble. Fourth quarter, Nebraska outscores Wyoming 28-0. They win the game 52-17. Nebraska covers, which is why this game was so memorable for me. But now, years down the road, uh, in retrospect, what is really standing out to me is that specific Josh Allen touchdown throw. Because two years after this game, Josh Allen is drafted in the top 10 of the NFL draft. Seventh overall by the Buffalo Bills. And it's a very polarizing draft pick at the time. Because Josh Allen is looked at and everybody goes, this is just the, the ultimate physical tool set, but things haven't clicked up top. You know, uh, we've seen a lot of swing and misses on this specific type of quarterback in the past in the NFL draft. Every NFL evaluator falls in love with the arm, the athleticism. But then when you watch the actual quarterback play, you go, well, that throw against Nebraska was incredible, but you watch the rest of the game and you go, well, why were there five picks? Why were there one fumble? What was going on here, right? So Josh Allen has really, uh, he's come to symbolize for me the process of improvement. Again, on both an individual level for himself and what the Bills have done over the course of the last three years around him because these last three years have been one of the most incredible transformations between quarterback and organization that we've ever seen in the history of the NFL. And I love stories of improvement. I absolutely love them. It's probably what draws me to the sport of golf within my own life because it's a sport where you can very easily find benchmarks to measure your improvement. And you can test yourself against yourself and you can see how you improve over the course of a month or a year or years, right? So Josh Allen's coming out of college at Wyoming. He's a career 50% passer. And a lot of evaluators and a lot of people who followed college football closely, that was the number one stat they pointed at. And they said, look, this isn't going to work. We've seen NFL teams whiff on this in the past. The physical skills, yeah, sure, they're there. It doesn't click upstairs. And a lot of people think you cannot teach accuracy. So why on earth would we believe that a guy who's only completing 56% of his passes in college at Wyoming would somehow miraculously be able to complete 70% at the NFL level? Why would we ever think that that could happen? Now, this ties into a discussion that I had on yesterday's show about how nobody really knows anything. Uh, and past precedent doesn't always mean that it will always be so. You know, yeah, uh, okay, we have a lot of examples in the past of quarterbacks with immense physical gifts, and that never translates onto the field in live NFL action. We have a lot of examples of that. We have a lot of examples of quarterbacks who are not accurate in college being inaccurate in the NFL. Now, again, this doesn't always mean that it will be the case. So the Buffalo Bills, the organization, they swoop in. They identify the physical skills, and they say, we can work with that, um, but what is going to be the best possible way that we can maximize this player within the framework of our organization. So they understand the trajectory of this young, very raw quarterback in Josh Allen when they draft him. And they understand what he is going to need at his disposal. Uh, supporting cast, 
on the offensive and defensive side of the ball and play calling, how that will tie into his own improvement. And they also understood that all of this would take time to accumulate because at the time, the Bills, they're not very good at football. Uh, and, and they also believed that whatever issues existed with Allen physically on the individual side, whether that's your footwork or your arm angles or just getting your arm into the correct position every single time to maximize the way that you can be efficient and more accurate, they say those can be corrected. They can be improved. Uh, we can work with that. And so the Bills and Josh Allen, they're now joined at the hip starting in 2018. And again, a lot of people at the time, way more than not, thought that this was kind of a fool's errand. Again, we've seen this in the past. We know how this story ends. He'll flame out. We'll all make fun of him. Uh, the Bills will still be bad because the Bills are bad. And that's what a lot of people believed when they draft Josh Allen in 2018. So another interesting part of this story, of this process of improvement, and the ways that you have to evaluate and identify going into a situation what is going to be in the best interest of the individual and the team. The Bills look at Josh Allen and they say he played at Wyoming in Laramie. Uh, he was not surrounded by any talent whatsoever. Uh, he's trying to wing the ball around in snowstorms in Laramie in late November. And the snow's coming in sideways and they're asking him to throw 20-yard outs to a receiver who is nowhere near an NFL roster. And they said, that situation is not ideal for anybody. And there are a lot of quarterbacks who could be good at playing quarterback that would not necessarily succeed within that situation, especially when they're raw. Uh, and so that's how you arrive at games where Josh Allen is turning the ball over six times in the second half against Nebraska. Or a lot of other clunker games that he had when he was at Wyoming that a lot of college football fans and evaluators said, you can't succeed playing like this. Just look at all these lowlights. This will never, ever work in the NFL. So the Bills look at their roster and they look at Josh Allen. And they make these, they identify on both of these fronts what needs to happen moving forward. So on the roster front, they say, our roster's not very good. Uh, and we're going to make dramatic st strides over the next few years to course correct. And they also understood at the time that 2018, you know, it's probably not going to be kind to us or to Josh Allen because we're young and we're in the process of accumulating these other pieces. And so just be prepared for a season that's probably not going to be that pretty. And indeed, 2018, it's not. I want to read a quote from Danny Heifetz of The Ringer. We have a tendency as football observers to assume that whoever a player becomes in the NFL is who they were always going to be. The reality is every prospect has a range of outcomes, and both landing spot and coaching, along with individual growth, help determine how good or bad a player becomes. Allen seems to have landed in the perfect situation to hit the high end of his potential. But perhaps if he'd gone third overall to the Jets in 2018 and been coached by Adam Gase, you would not be reading this story. End quote. So this ties into a subject near and dear to my heart when it comes to every sport, especially the sport of football and especially the position of quarterbacking within football. Situation is everything. So 2018, it's not kind to Josh Allen or the Bills. The Bills go 6-10. and 10. Josh Allen, he completes 52% of his passes, even lower than he was completing in college. He's got a 10-12 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. And the common theme of that season, 
was all of these lowlights that you could pluck from any Bill's Josh Allen performance. And people go and they create these lowlight reels and they put them on social media. And I think a lot of people took a lot of pleasure or, or just it was funny because he's throwing these little uh, running back flares and he's overthrown them by 10 yards. And then there's a simple slant that he needs to complete. And he's dunking that right into the dirt. And there were a lot of lowlights during that season. There's also the flashes, like that pass at the end of the first half, Wyoming against Nebraska, where you'd see a play and go, whew. If it's possible to channel that with more regularity, I understand how Josh Allen makes sense in the NFL. So Josh Allen trusts in his vision for himself and his vision for improvement. The Bills, they're doing the same thing organizationally. And 2019, the Bills, they start flushing out the roster even better. Uh, they improve greatly on defense. They still don't have the best supporting cast on offense, but Josh Allen, he himself as an individual, he also is getting better that season. The Bills go 10-6, and six, four game improvement. They make the playoffs. Josh Allen bumps his completion percentage up, 58%. 20 to nine touchdown to interception ratio. You still have a lot of those low lights tied in. You still have a lot of these simple NFL plays that I think detractors at the time are going, he'll just never be able to make these. You can't teach accuracy. We've seen this story, blah, 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 blah. But on the high end, you saw enough that you go, you can work with something like this. It's a less extreme version of the Jameis Winston experience. It's not 30 touchdowns and 30 picks, but you can have that really high-end talent, and if you have more of that than the low, well, that quarterback makes sense as an NFL starter, but they don't make sense as a superstar. So they play the Texans that year in the playoffs, and it was uh, they go to overtime, and it's 60-plus minutes of just the entire Josh Allen experience. It's mayhem on the good side and the bad side. Um, it's brilliance at times as the Bills are jumping out to a lead. It's stupidity and inexplicable decisions as the Bills are letting Houston come back in the game, and especially near the end of that fourth quarter when they need plays and Josh Allen's just running around and throwing Hail Marys and lateraling it backwards and doing things I've never even seen on a football field. Um, and the social media highlights continue, you know, the good and the bad. But I think... Uh, a lot of people like doing the bad more than the good because this fed the narrative that people had in their ingrained in their minds coming out of Wyoming and when the Bills drafted him in 2018. This guy is not going to be able to succeed for reasons X, Y, and Z. And no matter what, we're always kind of going to stick to that belief. Now, 2020 represents the perfect combination of individual and organizational improvement. When you look at Josh Allen, and at the Bills. It's a testament to what I really love when I'm watching football and what I love talking about when it comes to the sport of football, how closely wedded the quarterback position is to surroundings and how great improvements on the situational side can greatly improve the individual. So to Alan's credit, he continues the refinement process on the individual side, the mechanics, uh, the decision-making. Um, but in my opinion, the greatest leap for the 2020 season for Josh Allen turning into a legit superstar for the Bills turning into one of the best teams in football, it comes on the organizational side. They go, all right, Josh Allen, uh, he needs help on offense. We got a good defense in place. We have a great head coach in Sean McDermott who runs that side of the ball, who's very smart and cutting edge on that side. We need a similar 
structure on the offensive side. So they flush out a wide receiver room. John Brown, or John Brown, Cole Beasley, he's phenomenal for them last year. And most importantly, they trade for Stephon Diggs from Minnesota, who is an all-pro wideout and in contention with probably Devontae Adams as the receiver of the 2020 year. Uh, they completely revamped their offensive line. It's a night and day difference from what they had in 2018 in his rookie season. And they go out and they get a play caller in Brian Dable, who kind of does for their offense what McDermott did for their defense. Cutting edge scheme, understanding of Josh Allen's strengths and how to maximize them. Most notably, the Bills lead the entire NFL on passing on first down, which we know the best way to maximize what a quarterback is going to do on the efficiency scale is put them in position to throw when the defense isn't fully expecting that. Um, so it's the best possible position for a quarterback to be in at this point. And alongside that, Allen makes an unprecedented leap in his third season, which is very rare for a quarterback. Usually you see your leaps from season one to season two. And very rarely do you see a quarterback who's just mudding around for the first two seasons make the superstar leap into season three. However, Josh Allen, uh, maybe he's an aberration because of how him and the Bills have worked in unison, or maybe it's a new roadmap for what teams and individuals can try to mimic moving forward. I want to read another quote from Danny Heifetz of The Ringer. In 2018 and 2019, Allen ranked dead last in completion percentage. In 2020, he rose all the way to fourth. His jump from completing 53% of his passes in 2018 to 69% was the largest two-year increase in NFL history, end quote. Allen finishes second in MVP voting to Aaron Rodgers last year. Throws for 4,500 yards, 37 touchdowns against only 10 interceptions. Completes 69% of his passes. Uh, in addition to that, he rushes for 420 yards and eight more touchdowns on the ground. Superstar stuff. Bills, alongside that, they're boosted by their quarterback. They're boosted by their own organizational decisions outside the quarterback position. They go 13-3. and three. They beat the Colts in the playoffs. They beat the Ravens in the playoffs. They end up losing in the or the AFC title game to the Kansas City Chiefs and Pat Mahomes. But it, it represents a peak. Not the greatest peak, but it represents a peak for what an organization and what a quarterback can do side by side when they really concentrate on the process of improvement and especially how the improvements of one affect the other. Situation is everything. I want to read another thing. Um, it also comes from The Ringer, but this one comes from Kevin Clark. The right way, as Alan puts it, involves building a stacked roster around a quarterback who has transformed himself since Buffalo selected him with the number seven pick in 2018. Allen threw uncatchable balls at some of the worst rates in the league in his first two seasons, ranking 36th by that measure in 2019, according to Pro Football Focus. In 2020, he cut the number of uncatchable passes in half and was among the best in the league at throwing catchable balls. Last season, his completion percentage improved 31% from his rookie year. He more than doubled his touchdown percentage and raised his passer rating by almost 60%. His statistical trajectory, getting significantly better in basically every stat each season he's played, is virtually unheard of, end quote. So this is a really fascinating story to follow within the NFL, because the NFL, much like all sports, I think uh, everybody who is a part of the sport will always fall into kind of a rut 
of thinking, ah, yeah, well, we, we've already seen this play out with other players, and so we project that onto this new up-and-coming player or team. We go, this is, going, this is how it's going to play out. Josh Allen, um, he represents kind of a shift in that, a very different statistical trajectory and improvement trajectory compared to a lot of quarterbacks in the past. So within the same article from Kevin Clark, uh, he interviews Josh Allen for it, and there's a line that really stood out to me within it. Or Josh Allen says, playing quarterback is an art as well as a science. Again, something that is very familiar and speaks to how I like watching and playing sports, the ones that I do, especially golf. And I think it's an interesting examination because it applies not just to Allen, the quarterback, which he is a really great example of the combination of art and science on the quarterback side. But I think there are other things that tie into that most notably the organization. And on that science side, uh, it's team building as much as anything. It's situational fit. It's going out and making shrewd roster moves and shrewd coaching hires. That's the science. That's part of the science of what goes into playing quarterback. And that's partially how you can get the perfect blend of those two things for Josh Allen, the individual. Yeah, the science, he's refined mechanics and footwork and decision-making and all that kind of stuff that you can go and practice and repeat over and over and over. The art, you can't really teach. It's what I love watching so much about Allen and the other quarterbacks that combine those two in, in great measures. You know, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, quarterbacks like that. Allen, he brings the size. He brings the athleticism. He brings the arm talent uh, in quantities that you very rarely see from a quarterback. He makes multiple throws every single game that just defy the law of physics and how the human body should be able to function. I think back to that 2016 Wyoming-Nebraska game, the first glimmer, uh, my first introduction to Josh Allen, where he's running out of bounds and he throws what looks like a throwaway, and as it turns out, it's a dime into the back corner of the end zone. Um, I think about Monday night against San Francisco in this past year when I don't think a lot of people myself included, had fully comprehended the leap that the Bills were making and Josh Allen was making as their quarterback. And so he's got the showcase game on Monday night against San Fran. And he comes out and it's all of the high-level Josh Allen stuff. Again, the size, the athleticism, the arm talent blended together perfectly within a scheme built for him with surrounding talent, with a play caller who just goes, I know everything that Josh Allen wants and I'm going to put him in position to do that. So he is just burning San Francisco to the ground. And I keep waiting for the lowlights to happen, for Josh Allen to zing a pass 10 feet over a wide open receiver's head or stuff like that, and it doesn't happen. It's just all of the high-level stuff that we watch from other superstar quarterbacks in the league, like Mahomes and Rodgers, where you can watch an entire game and go, I don't think that quarterback missed. That was Josh Allen a lot of games in 2020. It's the process of improvement, individual organization, how they work together in unison. Uh, and when Josh Allen looks at himself playing quarterback and goes, yeah, this is art and this is science. Well, you watch any Bills game last year and you get a really strong taste of that. Uh, the Im improvisational flair from Allen. The ability to, when a play breaks down, as it's going to at some point for every single offense, no matter how cutting edge, it's the ability to make something out of nothing, which is, in my opinion, the greatest possible measure of a quarterback. Can you exist outside of your situation? I want to read one more thing from Kevin Clark of The Ringer. 
With superstar quarterbacks, you can stare into the abyss of their worst-case scenario. What if Patrick Mahomes was drafted by Mike Malarkey in 2017, or Matt Patricia hadn't passed on Lamar Jackson in 2018? Geography is destiny in football. Mahomes landed with one of the best offensive minds in the history of the game and became the best quarterback in football. Jackson is with an organization that accentuated his many talents. It is football's version of the chicken and egg dilemma. These questions are mostly unknowable, except I can say with absolute certainty that Josh Allen is where he belongs, end quote. So this is the most interesting thought exercise in football. I've done it on this show before. It's something I always think about. What would quarterback X look like on Team Y? That Lamar Jackson is <laughs> on the lines is a great example. Seems reasonable to ascertain that if he was drafted by Matt Patricia rather than John Harbaugh, who really understood how to accentuate and maximize Lamar Jackson's talents, it's reasonable to assume that he would not have an MVP trophy on his shelf. Um, this process of individual improvement, it's always dependent upon the team. Uh, especially at a position like quarterback that relies so heavily on all of these things that I've mentioned with Allen and the Bills. Uh, having a good defense, having an offensive line, having talented pass catchers or people who can run the ball, having a great play caller, having a head coach who, who knows what they're doing, having an organization who can evaluate talent, who can make smart signings, who can build out a roster alongside you. So the really big question when you look at this specific situation and you're another team or you're a fan of another team um, is Josh Allen and the Bills. Is that combination the map for other teams moving forward or is it an aberration? It's a very interesting question. And I personally don't fully know which one I think. I think it's a very unique combination of a lot of improvement in micro and macro ways. And when I talk about it and when I do all the research and just thinking about it for this show, you know, I think the main takeaway isn't that teams should just go out and take these home run swings on top 10 quarterbacks that have all the physical tools, but, you know, might lack in a lot of other areas and trust that we can just take that quarterback and they'll make us good right away. Um, I think the takeaway is that teams should always solidify their roster when inserting a rookie quarterback. I think we have a lot of examples of that over the course of time in the NFL. Uh, and as Josh Allen and the Bills are showing, that's going to be the best avenue for success for both player and team. Thank you for listening to No Baller. This show is produced by Weston Tanner and can be consumed in a variety of ways. You can download it as a podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or the platform of your choice. You can also view it in video form via the Beehive TV app, which can be downloaded on Apple, Google, Roku, and Amazon Fire. For more information, go to noballer.com.